Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. My name is Tariq McFarland. I am a physics major attending the undergraduate program at Randolph College. Today, I will be talking to you about one of my favorite art pieces in the Mayer Museum, The Nevermore. The Nevermore art piece was created in 2010 by an astounding artist, Betty Saar. The Nevermore piece is an enlarged reproduction of a slave ship cargo diagram glued to heavy black handmade Japanese paper. And then above the diagram is a black dress once worn by Sar's great aunt. The dress was tack stitched over and then glued in place. The dress works as a veil over the diagram and at the head of the diagram sits a pair of ravens holding the dress within their claws. The Nevermore piece is one of the many pieces of art that is part of the permanent collection displayed within the Mayer Museum at Randolph College. Sar was born on July 30th, 1926 in Los Angeles to Jefferson Mays Brown and Beatrice Lillian Parson. She began her college education at UCLA, where she studied design and art. In 1967, shortly after graduating, Sar started working on her earliest of works that saw her draw from various cultures to reflect her own mixed ancestry. These works were the jumpstart to her career as the artist that we know today. Sar is known for infusing her works with racial politics and historical injustice. This is evident in her 1972 piece, The Liberation of Aunt Jemima, which saw her contradicted racist depiction of Aunt Jemima in society. Sar used an Aunt Jemima figure and depicted her with a broom in one hand and on the other side a rifle. And in front of the figure was a postcard of a black lady with a mulatto child. Sar used the derogatory imagery to empower the black woman by making her revolutionary and breaking the shackles that were once placed upon her. Sar credits her inspiration to Simon Rodia, an Italian artist who created the Watts Towers. Similar to how Sar used old racist depictions and figurines of African Americans, Rodia took old materials and submitted them together to create awe-inspiring spires. The Nevermore began to take shape in 1972 when Sar's 94-year-old great-aunt Hattie passed away. Sar's great-aunt was born in the late 19th century and would tell Sar a lot about the injustice and hardships that slaves and newly freed slaves had to go through during that time period. During the later parts of her life, Sar's great-aunt gave her a chest containing a lot of her belongings from the 19th century, and in that chest was a little black dress that was used as the veil and basis of the Nevermore. When I first looked at the Nevermore, it was one of the few pieces in the museum that I couldn't truly understand and grasp how a diagram was considered art. That was until I truly analyzed not only the diagram, but all intricate pieces purposefully conveyed by Betty Saar. The Nevermore conveys the mourning of the hardships that slaves experience when traversing the Middle Passage. This is highlighted through the use of the black dress as a veil over the diagram of the ship. This prompted me to explore more about the Middle Passage, leading to me researching the experiences and hardships that African Americans endured as part of the Atlantic slave trade. The Middle Passage was part of the Atlantic slave trade that saw roughly 12.5 million Africans loaded onto more than 35,000 Atlantic slave ships bound to the Americas. There aren't a lot of personal recollections of the hardships endured, but we know a lot about what they encountered and went through. Most trips saw African Americans travel packed in ships for months on end, enduring unspeakable horrors such as rape and beatings for the enjoyment and relief of crewmates and captains. I recall a book I once read by Marcus Redeker, known as A Slave Ship, that explored and emphasized these occurrences that occurred in the 19th century. Redeker dives in deep by first establishing the class system aboard these ships, where it was the captain, slaves, and then the crewmates. 
Redeker highlights how crewmates were valued less than the slaves to the captains, as the slaves' monetary value was greater. This further incited hatred towards slaves by crewmates, leading to increased suffering on the part of the slave over a dispute they had no hand in. Slaves were often ripped from families and distributed around these tight-packed ships amongst foreign or even rival tribes. In order to appear as a unit, they would often band together, even though more often than not, they couldn't speak the same language. Slave ships were a cesspool of fear, depression, and filth, but that didn't stop slaves from attempting to break free in what were known as shipboard revolts. Shipboard revolts saw slaves rise up and attempt to take over ships even though they knew it was almost certain death because death was better than the conditions they were under. These revolts and just the blatant torture and mistreatment of African Americans aboard these ships resulted in one million of those 12.5 million Africans losing their lives during the voyage to the Americas. That was almost 10% of the African population. To put it into modern day perspective, imagine 30 million out of the 330 million Americans being tortured to death from malnourishment abuse or simply just existing. When I looked at the Nevermore piece for the first time, I saw it resembled a tomb with engravings all over it, and at the peak of the tomb were two crows. However, as I further analyzed it, I noticed that these were not engravings, but small people lining the hull of a ship. The diagram highlights how African Americans were truly seen as property in the most inhumane of ways possible. The captains were more concerned with how they could load up as much cargo onto the ship than the well-being and sanity of these people that they were transporting as cattle to the Americas. I think when we recall slaves and the transportation of them, we acknowledge that there were hardships and diseases, yes, but I think this piece of art depicts that these slaves were far broken before they set foot on American soil. This piece did an excellent job in evoking a certain mood in the viewer. The fact that the piece was a majority of black and other shades of it establishes this somber and depressing tone that I believe Sartre wanted the viewer to feel when looking at it. She then utilized the ravens and the black dress to serve as a message that this part of our history is gone but never forgotten and that we should mourn and recognize the hardships of our ancestors who were lucky enough to survive the journey just to make it to the Americas. This piece was one that was truly powerful and enticing, with its use of simple and few colors and material, but a powerful and awe-inspiring message. I chose this piece because I was truly fascinated by the middle passage and uncovering the hardships that slaves face when traversing the Atlantic Ocean. Additionally, I was fascinated by the layers of interpretation that Nevermore provided because I dove into the middle passage, but one could have explored the different slave ships or even the specific hardships that were documented and passed down throughout history. Betty Starr truly captures loss and remembrance with this piece because it incites pride and admiration for those that endured so that we could prosper. I am Tyree McFarlane, and I want to graciously thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast on The Nevermore.